Hello and welcome to the Aligned Leader podcast. I'm Daniel Jordi and I'm your host. And on the Aligned Leader, we feature some of the most cutting edge technology CEOs and digital executives in Switzerland in order to empower next generation entrepreneurs to cut their learning curve and in order to establish Switzerland as a global digital innovation hub. Welcome to the show today. Today I have Dan Cashel on the show, who's the CEO, once again, okay, um, champion. Yeah, you could just say champion. The CEO of champion is, is easy enough. Most, okay. most people, yeah. Okay, okay. Welcome to the show today. Today I have Dan Cashel on the show, who's the CEO of champion. He's also a husband, a dad, a serial entrepreneur, and an author. And I'm very excited to dive into today's topic. So, Dan, give us a little bit of a background story about you. So, who's Dan, and uh, what's the story that got you to where we are today? Uh, I think, it, uh, Daniel, it's, it's a great. It, first of all, it's a pleasure to be with you here today, with you and your community. And uh, my journey, you know, started years ago. I'm I'm a person who's insatiably curious, um, a, a lifetime learner, uh, really big on growth and disruption of myself to start with, as well as helping disrupt companies to, to make them better. And, you know, thankfully, I had a dad who was very supportive. My dream as a kid, Daniel, was to play pro baseball. And that didn't quite work out due to an injury. Uh, but my dad introduced me to personal development. I attended my very first event, clinic, or seminar when I was 10 years old. I, I can remember it like yesterday. In fact, I was sitting in a, a coach named Ron Ostrike and uh, his pitching coach, and they had a manual, and I can picture the manual. Out of all the stuff that was in this manual, Daniel, uh, what I remember most is a section. It talked about PMA, positive mental attitude, and it said 90% of success in baseball, in sports, and in life is mental, and the rest is physical. And uh, you know, I've been able to take that. Fast forward to today, I've since run 11 started. 11 companies from bootstrapped. I've coached over 5,329 small business owners on helping them build, grow, and scale their company. I'm fortunate and blessed today to work with market leaders, uh, you know, from all types of niche industries, 180 industries, multiple countries. It, it's a lot of fun. I love helping companies grow, companies scale, um, so they can go have a much bigger impact in the world, a much bigger reach and, and a greater contribution. Love, love, love that. Thanks for diving into that. One, one piece of your story um, that I want to dive a little bit more into is uh, the work that you did with, uh, with Joe Polish uh, running uh, Genius Network. Because, you know, I think in today's day and age where, you know, so much stuff is digital, um, a place like that where people come together face to face and not just any anybody, but like, you know, top level CEOs, industry titans really come together in a setting that allows them to be vulnerable and share and be open and really connect on a much, much deeper level. I think it's higher, higher value than, than in any other time before. So let, let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, this experience that you had there. So can you tell us a bit more about it? What, what did you do there? How did you get involved with Joe? Like, how did you get to know Joe? I think some of our um, listeners or, 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 uh, or viewers uh, know about Joe Polish Genius Network, but maybe you can dive a little bit more into your experience there. Yeah, I, I think the number one thing, the values that Joe and I align on, and there are many, but one of the big ones is, is uh, value creation, right? Um, 
Joe has this philosophy, never do anything, uh, never ask for anything uh, before doing something first, right? In other words, be willing to give, be generous uh, up front. And so, you know, people ask all the time this question, how did you team up with Joe and become Joe's outsourced interim CEO and, and do business together? How, how did you meet and partner with people like Dean Graziosi and have clients like T. Harvecker, Alex Mondozian, and the list goes on? And I think the number one value to start with is how do you go out and provide value first, right? Whether you get anything back from it or not uh, overall. And so with Joe, I had met Joe. He actually bought one of my education programs back in 2002-ish. Uh, it might have been one. It might have been 2003. But around the early 2000s, uh, Daniel, and he, I was speaking at an event. And I had a process that I had built in how to generate leads uh, in sales and profitability using a platform of radio, right? This was prior to the podcast world. And uh, I was in that event. I had this product to sell and, and, and share. And Joe bought the product. And that was our introduction. And then we were both in Phoenix. And then so, you know, he came into my radio studio on NBC in Phoenix. And we got to know each other. And then it seemed like Joe would call me regularly and go, hey, Dan, I've got you know, Brian Tracy in my office, or I've got Jack Canfield in my office, or I've got, you know, Les Brown in my, you want to come by? And it always seemed, well, yes, I'd love to come by when, and it seemed like it was always like 15 minutes from now. So I was a little busy running my companies, but I always appreciated that generous spirit that Joe had had. And, uh, and then he started his genius network. It was called something else at the time. Uh, you know, but he called me, he said, hey, I'm starting this group. It's going to be $25,000 to be a part of it. Do you think you want to do that? And because he had been so generous for years prior, I was like, yeah, count me in. And then I'll probably start showing up at all these cool other things that you invite me to. So I became, I was the third member in Genius Network when he started it and stayed in the group for, oh, I believe, five or more years. Became a big ambassador promoting it, referred a lot of people to Joe in the community and, um, you know, that was the starting point. And then through that process and being a, a actively engaged in, in relationship, right? Because you know, I've heard, even heard Joe describe it this way, Daniel, that many times in a conversation, we're either engaged, right? Or we're trying to escape <laughs> that conversation or, or waiting for that other person to just finish so we can just say what we want to say. And we're not really truly engaged, right? And so... Uh, Joe, based on what I heard Joe going on in his company, I would offer up different solutions to Joe, just providing additional value that, you know, wasn't expected. I didn't expect anything back in return. Then I hit a health crisis. As I built up my companies, I'm a type A type person. It's very easy for me to get consumed and obsessed and frankly addicted. I, I have addictive personality traits, so I get addicted to work. And it's easy to work 100 hours a week. And I did this for a long time. And I burnt myself out. I ended up in a hospital for four days. A couple of weeks after my son was born, I had a heart procedure. I had to sign a disclaimer. It said I had a one in next chance of dying on the table. And it scared me, right, frankly. And it freaked me out. And so for me, I started making some different choices, Daniel. And, and one of those choices uh, was selling my companies and, and really getting back to the foundation of like me, right? And during that time, Joe reached out and was like, hey, are you okay? Is there anything you need, right? And I took a break from Genius Network around this time uh, to work on, on myself. And, you know, he was just very generous in checking in. I took about, a, I think it was roughly a two-year break. I came back into the group 
I was in a meeting, one of the members, Richard, he says, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm just working on fun projects, working on my health and, uh, you know, being a dad essentially at that time. And he said, would you ever think about teaming up with Joe? And I was like, well, I didn't know Joe really needed any help. So he got Joe and I connected on that conversation. And then that conversation, Daniel, went about six months, right? Imagine that, right? Six months, uh, us feeling out and figuring out whether we could come together and not be too hard-headed of entrepreneurs. And ultimately, after that six months, we did decide to team up. I became the interim CEO. Um, at that time, there were about 67 members in Genius Network. It's a, it's a, it's a, a community, number one a real community based on contribution as its number one core value. Number two is connections, getting access to connections, not available anywhere else. Uh, the way the community delivers it as well as collaborative. You know, when you bring high achievers together, you're not going to keep them together very long. If it's all about some guru or some ec one expert being the focal point. So Joe figured out a way to get these high achievers together to collaborate, to connect, to contribute to each other, to get to that next breakthrough, right? And keep them engaged and, uh, and, and, and help each other in a big way. So, you know, fast forward, you know, I, I was in that role for, you know, five, well, close to five years. Uh, we've now since grown that community to about 200 and, you know, 10, 220, 230, uh, as far as the current member base. And uh, now Joe also hosts an annual event that typically sells out every year. Uh, as well, which which has been a lot of fun to help contribute and add value. What did I do? You know, Daniel, I mean, Joe's got, you know, an amazing reputation, uh, amazing connections and always has, and an ama amazing marketer. And I think what I help most entrepreneurs do that, that are at this level is I help simplify and I help impl help them implement better uh, strategy and in, in marketing uh, and sales and get those things working together and it becomes like gasoline on a fire in a good way. So again, at the end of the day, so they, you know, Joe, he's already successful with or without me, right? Uh, some of the other clients I've had similarly, I've, I've just been able to help simplify and add pieces that create additional momentum so they can go out and have a bigger impact, a bigger reach and in, in, in contribution. Yeah. Love that, love that. Thanks for sharing, you know, because uh, I've always been inspired by Joe's work and uh, always yes. it makes a lot of sense because of those values because, you know, I share uh, a lot of those in, you know, in my, in my own personality and in pretty, pretty much everything that I run that I create. So it makes a lot of sense. Thanks for, for going there. Now, let's go a little bit into the present and uh, let's talk about what's, uh, what's most exciting right now. So what are some of the things that you're working on or maybe the one thing that you're working on right now that's most exciting? Well, there's so many exciting things you know, I love, you know, I've not met too many opportunities, Daniel, that, that I, that I like and find, you know, opportunity in. So today, uh, frankly, this will sound strange, but maybe it won't, is I have to be discerning to say no to more things that are not a right fit because I see opportunity in just about every, everything that comes my way. And as much as I'd love to pursue all opportunities, I want it to fit, uh, you know, and be aligned. So now I make more of my decisions based on, on alignment of values, right? And discerning through three key questions. When I went through this health crisis, my, one of my coaches, Dr. Christy Lopez, who I still work with her today, uh, she got me to really hone in on these three questions. You know, what do I want? Who am I? You know, not the titles and descriptions, but the characteristics, the qualities is not the human doing person, but the human being uh, side of things, right? The, the true qualities that we live with and, 
you know, our family sees us with, right? Um, and then lastly is what do I stand for? Which are those core values? So like even this interview is my decision to do an interview like this is based on filtering through those three core questions, right? So I love to be able to go out and inspire. I love to be able to coach. I love to be able to work with high achieving business owners, uh, Daniel, that are playing big games that, you know, see themselves as what Dan Sullivan calls industry transformers. And then what I do is I love to come in to those companies and help them simplify implementation because it seems to be one of the biggest problems that most entrepreneurs and business owners, number one is bit burnout, <laughs> right? Burning out as an entrepreneur, wearing nine hats, right? You know, I know I struggle with this and, you know, how do you really create sanity in a, in a chaotic world of, of ownership, of entrepreneurship? So I, I address these things. I, you know, dealing with the burnout factor as well as implementation of just better effective systems around marketing and sales. And, and that helps companies grow and scale. So that's really what fires me up today. I get to do that at a few different levels from our high-end clients where, you know, I work with them on, you know, uh, you know fee-based scenario with some equity. Uh, then I've got some, you know, coaching platforms that I've built where I get to work with people who are emerging business owners and entrepreneurs and, you know, share a lot of the, the wisdom between each other, uh, which I think makes, you know, it makes the world better uh, as entrepreneurs. You know, my, my vision is to impact hundreds of thousands of small business owners, you know, to be able to get that ultimate freedom, right? And everybody's version of freedom is different. And a version that I love is just freedom to just be yourself, right? And even in your own company, because sometimes we have to play a role, we have to wear a mask or we have to wear, you know, a costume. And, and, and I've been there running 11 companies, right? I've had, you know, multiple uh, three, four, eight figure companies, a handful of seven figure, and I've got three, frankly, I, I needed to bury in the backyard, <laughs> right? So, so I've had some failures along the way and, and I can really relate to the different types of hats we have to wear, you know, overall. And that's why it's such a mission for me, a passion for me, a purpose for me to be able to simplify, reduce and eliminate burnout and overwhelm and complexity and, and really help with implementation of simpler methods to grow and scale uh, overall. And so, uh, you know, with that, you know, there, there are, there are tools, right? There's a toolbox and then you've got your tool shed. And so, you know, the beauty is, is what we're doing is showing, you know, at all these different levels, how to use the tools and not be overwhelmed because there's a big difference between tactics, right? And strategy. And most people, unfortunately, because of a lot of, you know, let's just call it false profits, if you will, uh, the guru syndrome, if you will. Uh, anybody with a, a, a microphone, I guess, today can, and a camera can essentially be theor theoretically an expert. And that's a good thing because it keeps us sharp. But it also, you know, a lot of people are being led down some paths that, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of tactical things that people focus on, they don't even have those, the, the right strategy. So, so what we do is really blend the strategy with the tactics to get that massive momentum and impact and growth. Now, I, I love what you just shared. And one piece that really got me the most was this idea of, you know, uh, having masks and, and, and uh, wearing costumes in some, in some roles that we, we play in. And I, I want to address this a little bit because, you know, today, in today's digital world, it's easier than ever to wear masks and to wear costumes because 
you know, we can open up 10 different LinkedIn accounts and we can have a different picture and different, you know, personality on each of them. You know, we can, we can really play out those masks and those uh, costumes. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I, I mean, I work with, you know, CEOs and senior executives of large corporations every single day uh, as part of my work that I do as well, just like you do as well. And we both know that, you know, sometimes people just feel like there's no way I could even try to show up as who I really am. Because what would the marketplace think? What would my investors think? What would my partners think? What would my employees think, right? All these kinds of questions. Now, I want to address that a little bit because I think it's such an important topic and very few people talk about it. Because usually when, when, when you know, when we talk about business or digital or things like that today, it's usually, as you said before, a lot more tactical. And I think what we have the opportunity to do today is really talk about the very deep personal side of running, you know, a company, running change projects, you know, running uh, really important things in these days. So what's, what's your perspective on that? I mean, if, you know, from, a, from, a, from an executive um, perspective, you know, I'm a CEO of a, of, a, of, a, of a tech company with 200 employees. I'm a, you know, I'm a CIO or CTO of, a, of a large corporations. And, you know, sometimes it's just about saving face and not saying the wrong things because maybe my legal, legal department is going to freak out or, you know, things like that. So what's your perspective on that? Should people just simply be more themselves, you know, just give a shit about what other people think and what the legal department thinks or like what, where do you see what do you see that? What's your perspective? Yeah, it, it, it's a complicated question, you know, frankly. And, you know, I have a perspective on it. I don't, I don't claim, Daniel, to have perfected it. Um, you know, I'm still working, you know, on my journey as well. What, what I have noticed uh, today more than ever, I mean, we're at one of the most exciting times in history, right? You know, and, and coming back to that framework of freedom. Right now, again, every you, as you're listening or you're watching right now, you have your definition of a freedom. But imagine if you were able to simplify freedom to just simply truly be yourself. Right? What what would that look like? Right? If you could just truly be yourself, front stage, in your business slash career, in your role, or as the owner or the entrepreneur, or the CEO, whatever that title is. Right? Front stage, you could just truly have freedom to be yourself and then backstage meaning maybe at home or behind the scenes or you know when you're in those casual conversations with you know the people closest to you what what would it look like if you could truly be free to be yourself front stage and backstage right and you know maybe this will support you know as you're thinking about this or or viewing it uh, overall but you know the three key questions you know what do you want right and and really getting it took a health crisis for me. It took me being, you know, fearful that I might die. It took me writing my last, what I thought could be my last will one night to really shake me up enough to really, really think through some of these questions at a deep, deep level. And, and why this is important, you know, let me, let me share. So I don't know that I've ever shared this before, uh, Daniel. I built up the handful of companies that I did. And they were eight-figure, I had a couple eight-figure companies running at once. I had 200 employees, roughly, and a couple different offices, and I was empty, right? And years ago, when I was going through this, I thought I was the only one dealing with this emptiness, this isolation, this, this fear, like, what, like 
what is my real purpose? Like, is this all there is? Is this the, like, is this really it? Like, this is not what I thought I was signing up for when I started, which is why it was not easy. None of it's easy, but it was when I got clear on the, what do I want? And then who am I as a, as a, at the core of a human being and the, what do I stand for? I was willing to let go of the things that weren't excellent. In fact, coming back to your question about Genius Network, I remember attending a meeting right after this when I went through this hospital experience. I don't recall other than two other people in my family knowing. I didn't tell any of my peers, right? I don't think I told Joe. I didn't tell you know, some of my closest, closest friends. I was afraid just being candid of what they might think, right? You know, and... I came through this and I remember Joe shared something at one of the meetings. He says, you know, in order to have a breakthrough, you've got to be willing to break something. Right. And I don't know if that's his quote or where he got it. Maybe it's Tim Ferriss, you know, but it doesn't matter who, but I, I heard it from Joe in that meeting in that time. And then he said, be willing to destroy anything that isn't excellent. Right. Now, this isn't easy, and I don't recommend that people do the path that I did because, you know, the, there was some messiness along the way, you know, in my family and different things like that, but I was willing to take a stand, and today I take that stand. If it's, you know, not excellent, you know, or it can't be modified, I'm willing to break it completely and, and just destroy it, right? Not like destructively destroy it, but just cut it off right? That's why when you asked about what do you most excited, a lot of times today I have to focus on what to say no to. My not to-do list is more important than the to-do list, right? Uh, but I think if I had to address, you know, like what would be a summation of what, I, what I've shared here, what I've discovered, uh, Daniel, uh, maybe by accident or this crisis, is I've met a lot of business owners, a lot of high achievers, a lot of type A personalities, a lot of driven people that they build a certain mask. They wear a certain costume like Superman, theoretically, in their business. And then they get to a certain point and they're looking back going, is this all there is? And they're empty because they lost sight of these couple core things as the human being. And so if I were to give anybody recommendation, I would really hone in on these three. And I didn't invent the three questions. I just simplify things. And these three questions just sim simply work. Well, I'll say they'll work for me. Try them and see if they work for you. I'm not going to say this is a one size fits all because I think that's ignorant too. Um, but try it. You know, what do you want? Right? Front stage, backstage, right? You know, if, if you're concerned like you have to act a certain way in your role as the owner, the entrepreneur, the CEO, or your CFO, CIO, whatever it is, well, what do you really want? Like take all, you know, take, you know, take out the piece of paper, and put pen to it, you know, if you knew you couldn't fail, what do you want? Right? And start, and, I, and I'll, let me also be real uh, and vulnerable here, Daniel. When I did this, because I had a coach facilitating this, Christy Lopez, Dr. Lopez, and I sat there and I wrote one answer, and then I set my pen down and I stared at the piece of paper for 20 minutes. And it was awkward, it was uncomfortable, it was it was a huge wake-up call. And she gracefully said, this is normal. It's okay. And why don't you take some time and we'll come back to this. And then we went to the second question, as I recall, right? And this was about a decade ago. 
right? So, you know, I've been on this journey, journey since. So, and then it was, you know, what do you, what do you want? What do you, uh, who are you? And then what do you stand for? And when you can get these right, and again, I don't claim to have perfected it by any, when you can get it right, I was just in a conversation uh, with a potential client here a few weeks back. And they wanted to go about their business a certain way. They wanted to look to bring me in as a partner and some different things. And I loved what they did on one side of it. But on the other side, I was challenging like their vision as a business. And ultimately, we figured out that it wasn't going to be an, a perfect fit. And that was okay for me. See, I'm willing to walk away from things today that, that I probably wouldn't have walked away from 15 years ago, right? Um, I was in another conversation with, with a potential client and we were talking about working together and I opted to say, you know, I'm going to pursue other things. And the reason being is I remember the Jim Rohn quote, there's the pain of regret versus the pain of discipline, right? And the idea like, you know, I don't want to look back when I'm in my 50s, 60s, 70s, right? I'm actually almost 50. I'll be 50 in a year and a half. Um, I don't want to look back in my 70s, let's say, and look back and go, I regret not doing this, right? And it's not always easy. It, it isn't. But when you get clear on these three questions, at least for me, and when I've you know, shared this with others who've shared, oh my God, what a gift that you, you share that with such passion and purpose, uh, and what it's meant to you and what it can mean. And I've had people tell me that these three questions have transformed their life. And that opens some doors, of course, that I love to help transform business owners in their business to get that freedom or closer to that freedom of being themselves on the front stage and on the backstage. So love those three questions. So once again, um, what do you really want? Who are you? What do you stand for? Correct? I mean, yes. It sounds so simple and I think sometimes that's a danger, you know, because I've, I've seen this in myself. I go like, oh, that's simple. Let me, let me, let me find my subconsciousness goes like, you know, or, you know, my, my, my gremlin goes like, let's find something more complicated. Like I can rationalize, you know, because, you know, it's almost, almost too simple. But um, the, the, the questions may sound simple, but when you actually dig in into the actual answers, that is probably the hardest work you've ever done in your entire life. Yes. I did, at least that was my experience as well. And probably it was yours as well. I mean, from what it sounds, it was. Because you really got to dig and you really got to be open, even if it's, I mean, just with yourself. And I think with yourself is the actually hardest part because if you got to be true to yourself, you know there's no excuse. You know there's, I mean, the, it's, there's just no way out. You got to be, if you're honest with yourself and if you're true to yourself, there's no way out. There's no external source you can blame. There's nothing out there you can, you can hang the blaming sh uh, you know, shingle on or something like that. It's just you. And uh, I find that incredibly powerful. So I think that's pretty, for me, that's takeaway from, from this conversation, like really sitting down and just taking the time to, you know, just, you know, on a Friday morning or Friday afternoon, just go like, what do I really want? And who, who am I really? And what do I stand for? I think it's so powerful. So really appreciate, you know, you sharing this. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. So, so that's a, an incredibly huge part. The, the, the next, the other part, one other part I want to talk about is that, that human connection in today's day and age, because hundred years ago, it was nothing but human connection, right? We didn't have robots. We didn't have software. We didn't have the internet. We have, you know, 
the only way to communicate was walk up to somebody and tell them something, right? Or ask them something. We did, I don't even know if we had a phone or something like that. We probably had the telegraph or something like that. But um, there is no way of communicating in, a, in a such a simple, instant, free way like we have today where it takes no courage to actually really step up because we can you know, create an anonymous uh, comment on Amazon if we hate a book or we can be critic or completely anonymous, anon, anonymously. I don't know if that's... Anonymously, yes. There we go. That's it. Um, so, you know, we can do that today. No problem. But, you know, a hundred years ago, that was, that was impossible. And I think today that sense of human connection and really doing things in person and, 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 and being in part of such a group of peers and not just peers in terms of they're your business partners or they're your acquaintances or something like that, but a group where you can go or go to because you trust them and you trust that whatever you share is going to stay with them. And they're going to be there to support you no matter what. So I want to talk about that a little bit. What's your perspective on this in today's day and age? Do you think um, it, is, it, is, it is something that everybody should be part of? Do you think it's, uh, you know, we, it's also possible to do it you know, virtually in some, in some you know, Facebook group or something like that? Or do you really think the in-person aspect is, is, is going to stay? It, it, it's, it's a great question. And... Well, my, uh, my take on it, Daniel, is this, and you know, as, as you've heard listening or watching, and, and Daniel, you've probably heard this too, you know, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So my upbringing um, from sports, and always, I've always had coaches. So since I've been five or four years old, I've been surrounded by coaches, right? So it's all I know. So I'm a hammer, so my perspective is, is on one side of it. And so I will get, I want to give everybody a few different perspectives to think about this, right? Um, but with coaches, you know, it's the old team concept. Together, everyone achieves more. Uh, Mark Victor Hansen says team squared, which is together, everyone achieves more miracles, right? And teamwork can, you know, as simple as it sounds, uh, makes the dream work, if you will, when you surround yourself with the right team who complements your skills and abilities. You know, if you look right, like right now at the time of this interview, we're in the peak of the World Series in the United States with, in baseball. And, you know, you have different positions and different capabilities at d these different positions. And that's what a great team does. And then you have a coach who brings out the best in those skills. But it, it's not a one-size-fits-all coach either. You have a hitting coach, you have a base running coach, you have an infield coach, you have a pitching coach, it's, you have a, a personal trainer. Many times they have sports, co sports psychologists, mindset coaches now, and, and many more. So like, how could you adapt that in your business? If you're not surrounded by peers and you're not surrounded by coaching, then here's my perspective on it for you to think about, is I think the greatest opportunity in the world in the next several decades is AI. And I'm going to challenge this thinking of AI versus AI. The biggest demise of this country and, and the world is also AI, but not the way you might think. So obviously, you probably know of AI as artificial intelligence, right? And the biggest opportunities are going to be leveraging, you know, automation, innovation, technology, and, and things like you know, artificial intelligence to help support us, 
right? You were sharing, Daniel, with me a little bit earlier, this fascinating new tool you found that's an AI. It's, a, it's an assistant. And I can't wait to try it. I mean, so there's going to be more and more of these types of things that support what we do. The downfall of what I'm going to call AI is not artificial intelligence. It's artificial intimacy, AI. If you look at where things have gone, you know, supposedly technology is supposed to be bringing us closer and closer together. We can connect faster and better and more than we've ever been able to connect. And yet we live in a world today that's completely disconnected. And I think because what these technologies do on one end, which is a great thing of creating opportunities for connection, what they also do, whether they realize it or not, at least my perception is it creates artificial intimacy, right? And we miss out on that connection. And I think the companies, the, the, the organizations, the communities that really strive and thrive to create certainty for people to come together in a real human being exchange will be the ones that ultimately do thrive in the next several decades, uh, regardless of all the advancement in technologies, artificial intelligence, and so on. So, so the, the key is, how do you translate technology and maybe looking at probably one of the biggest problems all businesses face today is people being bombarded, they're distracted by AI, meaning artificial intimacy. Your, your competitors can go through artificial intimacy, can go get the attention of your clients easier than it's ever been. It can also be more costly than it's ever been done incorrectly. But if they can go immediately distract your clients through their version of AI, artificial intimacy, to make them feel special, to make them feel important and create a bond with them versus you, well, what can you do to offset that, Right. And I believe, Daniel, that the companies that really focus on how do we connect people, how do we connect to their true, their true values, the things they, they want. You know, a great question that Dan Sullivan asks um, to think about, which is, you know, one of the reasons I decided to sell my company, who do you want to be a hero to, right? I'm going to go a, a little deeper on that question because I think it's a valuable question. But what if the bigger, more important question is, who is the hero in your business? Lots of companies focus on the company being the hero, right? But what if you could shift your business to truly make your client the hero? And that, you know, I think is the ultimate goal of all of our businesses at some point. But, you know, sometimes we don't consciously think of, think of it that way. Um, but that's what I love to do. I love to ask questions and I love to get perspectives so that I can come up with better questions. I think it was Tony Robbins. I first heard it from when I was in my late teens back in the early nineties, which was, you know, uh, the power of the question determines the power of the person, right? So when you ask good quality questions, you get better quality answers. So, you know, as you're, you're listening or you're watching, who do you want to be a hero to? More importantly, who is the hero in your journey and what can you do to make your client the hero? And how can you create connection? How can you create community? How can you create peer groups to, to work together? So my view is, you know, groups, mastermind, you know, I expect that I'll be a lifelong uh, participant in mastermind and coaching and, and, and peer groups as well. Uh, you know, having been in, in Genius Network for multiple years and other groups too, strategic coach. I've been, I've been actively in strategic coach for mo multiple years. 
it's something I just believe in. But again, I wanted to give a few different perspectives on it because I am a hammer <laughs> and just, you know, you could probably, as you're listening, tell that I love the idea of coaching and masterminds and peer. And it's why my company, we're, we organize, you know, community, we organize live events, you know, either virtually or in person to person type environments so people can get those next level breakthroughs. And iron does sharpen iron, you know, when it's all said and done. Absolutely. So I love this idea of artificial intelligence versus artificial intimacy. Intimacy. It's, uh, it's, 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 I've, I've never looked at it from that perspective, especially putting it into that context with AI. AI. I love the, the, content, the context that you created there because it is so true. You know, when we, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we can automate now almost anything in business that doesn't require an incredibly high value of creativity or, you know, very deep human personal connection. So we can do that. Yeah. But also the point at one, I believe at one point, the question is no longer how can we automate more things, but maybe the question is, should we really automate this? Does mm. it actually create more value when we automate it? Or does it take away the value when we automate it? And I th maybe we're, we're there already. Maybe we're just getting there. But I think that what you just pointed out there is exactly this. Because, you know, we can, we can automate dating, you know. But the question is, should we automate dating? Well, I'm not so sure, you know. <laughs> Stuff like yeah. that. And, and, and here's what I would come back to. And I think this is as we go more and it becomes more and more important is these three questions. You know, what do I want? Who am I? What do I stand for? Because if it's in your value exchange to, you know, using your example, Daniel, of dating, right? Well, then for that person who is like, yeah, that, that's cool. We can have an online relationship. Great. Solely. Whereas others may go, what I want is I want the, the human spirit, human connection, the bonding, the touching, the physical, that's important to me. And so it, it is such a fascinating time that we, that we live in because there, again, technology, as we all know, you know, there are more advancements in a year than we used to get in a decade, you know, just 25 years ago. And so the speed at which things are evolving, I think the more we get closer to our heart and the, who am I, what do I stand for? Oh, you know, what, what, uh, what do I want questions, right? Or questions like them. I'm not saying these are the only three either uh, as well, but are, are true to ourselves and getting really crystal clear and have that clarity and that certainty of where we stand. Then it makes our decision, you know, then it becomes easy to go, okay, this is on my to-do list. Or, nope, this doesn't fit. It's not in alignment. It's on my not-to-do list. And, you know, I think, you know, the great quiet, I think it's Bezos, um, Bezos who said, you know, as, I, as I'm looking at what is evolving, my decisions in business today, this is one view. I know he's got many. Uh, my decisions in business today are not what the future brings, but what is staying the same. And, you know, as a human spirit, the human spirit's going to stay this. So what, so what are the deep desires that most people have? Connection, the ability to contribute, right? The ability to have certainty, the ability to have adventure and variety in, in the human spirit, uh, the ability to grow, uh, the ability to be significant, 
in many ways, right? And you know, you know those are adapted from like Tony Robbins' six, uh, six human needs, you know, which are adapted from Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, overall. So the, you know, the, the, these are complicated questions as time goes on, complicated times, and yet the simple things many times, like you said, don't underestimate the power of simplicity. I love that. Love that. I love the piece. There's so many nuggets of wisdom that you shared. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to try to pick out as many as possible for the, for the article afterwards. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you for, for, for diving in. Um, and also like the last point, like if people want to learn more about you, learn more about your work, what you're involved in right now, what are some of the best places to go? Yeah. You know, one, one way, uh, Daniel, to do that is go to uh, champion, uh, business training.com. That's champion business training.com. That's one resource that we make available. We have different uh, webinars that we make available uh, as a value added service. And it could be on marketing or it could be on hiring. It could be on, you know, leadership, etc. cetera. Um, another, an easy way, if you want to, you know, get access to literally over a hundred hours of some of the, you know, best wisdom, insights, and strategies from some of the top experts from all types of diverse industries on all types of business topics. You can go to our uh, podcast and radio platform, which is growthtofreedom.com. That's growthtofreedom.com. And you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook uh, as well. Cool. Thanks a lot. So Dan, thank you so much for being in the show. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for listening to The Aligned Leader. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you get full access to all the newly released episodes every Wednesday. Do you have any topics that you would like us to cover? Then send us an email to daniel at leadersbridge.org and we'll work on it. And if you'd like to learn more about our initiatives, for example, like the CEO Collaboration Day, head over to leadersbridge.org.